Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Amen. Please keep standing. Let's exercise our faith this morning. This is what? This is August, right? Can you, if you don't have a goal for the second quarter, can you set three goals for the second quarter? And this is what I want you to do. Every day, give thanks to God for the fulfillment of those goals. And this is why you give thanks to God. Because you can say, I thank you. But it's difficult to be thankful for all that's not happened. So it's to say, take a moment, see yourself in the goal. And from that place, thank God. If you do it in the morning and you're able to keep it for the remaining part of the year, most of you will notice that your goal will happen. The most difficult things about making a goal happen is that the goals are not there in the first place. Why are the goals not there in the first place? People are tired of setting goals because the goals never come to pass. And they don't want to be depressed. The goals you set must be goals you are in control of. So don't say something like, I'll be married by October 31st. You are not in control of that goal. That goal is dependent on somebody else. When I say dependent, vitally dependent. All goals have patterns. So if you say, I'm going to make $10,000, that goal depends on you. Praise God. When it comes to prayer, there are principles. When it, God, I always say this, God is not a magician. God is a miracle worker. What's the difference? In magician is, you don't understand what's happening. Miracles happen based on spiritual principles. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, we honor you. Well, thank you because you're kind. Well, thank you because you're faithful. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please, you can have your seats. All of you online, welcome. All of you online, type your name. Let me know where you're joining us from. In the physical center, let me know where you're joining us from. Okay, so we're going to go into the word of God today. I have some announcements. Um, the first thing is our men's, you know, do you have the DB? Did they show the DB? We've not done it. Can, do they have the DP? Because you're looking back, at, they have it. Okay, so our men's, not all the men, just the Havasus, Lecky men, we're having um, seven days of very intensive prayer. And um, what's the team again? Transformed. Yeah, that's it. So all the men, it's married men. So I'm telling them because all the women, you have to get on your husband's case. Amen? Yeah, you have to get on your husband's case. So seven days of transformed. So what will happen in those seven days is that all the men will be given. You will sign up. So um, I don't know if they have the sign up numbers here. That's a, okay, Brani, you need to help me get up and go and fix that. We need a sign up number and a place, an email, you know, where you can sign up. So seven days you will get a, you get a seven day devotional. The second thing is this, there'll be um, daily prayers, you know, so every evening all the men are praying for those seven days. And the last thing is this, you'll fast once in a week. So all the men, and I'm believing transform because that's the first step to a miracle. 
So all the men, I wanted to, you know, our past, Pastor Femi George has really worked really very hard on this and all of the men are just really, you know, cheering up to do that. And the men, this is a good time because we've gotten a lot of men that are very successful in our church to begin to mentor those that are just upcoming. So we have a lot of men that are billionaires and all of those kind of things and they're going to mentor the younger married men and just help them along the way, which I think a church should do in addition to the prayers. Amen. So if your husband is not part of this, you need to get and say, honey. And if your husband is at home, you're watching at home, you say, honey, you need to be part of this. Amen. Glory to God. The second thing is, um, yeah, I just want to say, um, twice in a year we'll fast as a church for, it's a prolonged fast. It's the, um, so the first one is in January, where we're kind of praying and really believe God for the, for the rest of the year. And the second part of the year will be in September. So please take note, 21 days of intervention. 21 days of what? Intervention. Uh, Pastor Foluke, I love that. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. If your neighbor is not clapping, clap into their face. Clap into their face. Yeah. Yeah. Those online clap. Yeah. 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 21 days of intervention. It's 21 days of fasting and prayer. So in September, we'll not be doing three days. It's 21 days. Why do we put it in September? So that whatever has not happened till now, we'll use the prophetic push to push it there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you know our church, we believe in answer prayers and we see answer prayers. Praise God. So, so that's why we believe that. The other thing is, um, and this is the last announcement in addition to the fact that next week is um, prayer, 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 prayer service. When I say prayer service, meet and, meet and pray, greet and pray. If you have someone that has need that needs prayer, next week will be holding people's hands and praying with them in between the worship. But the last one is this. When we start the fasting and prayer in September, um, throughout the month of September, the first service will be different. It's going to be a prophetic service. We want to dedicate the first service to minister to people that have urgent need. There will be teaching of the word of God, but there will be intensive prayer and ministering to people. So, you know, some of your friends at an NLP, they say that, can I get someone to pray for me? First service will be their best bet to come. All the first service in September. So just giving you a heads up about all that is happening. Glory to God. All right, let's get into the word of God today. Are you ready? We had an amazing first service. 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 All right, John chapter 4 in verse 14. We had an amazing first service. So if you have the number for the men to participate, you know, I wanted to put it quickly so that we can do that. John chapter 4 in verse 13. So this morning, um, hold on just one minute. The water is inside? Do you have the water? We need the water to Okay, just a minute. John chapter 4 in verse 14. The Bible says this in John chapter 4 in verse 14. What does the Bible say? So we're talking about the Holy Spirit in all of this series. We're talking about the Holy Spirit in all of this series. So if you've missed it, you need to go back and just kind of listen to it. And John chapter 4 verse 14, it, we, we had a powerful service at the first service. I, um, they were telling me that from South Africa... One guy said he was crying, fell off the, off the chair in South Africa. I mean, just like watching on the screen, it was powerful. Right in the auditorium here, the power of God was so real, you know, in the first service. All right. So, John chapter 4, verse 14. 
there are two dimensions of the Holy Spirit. So there is what the Holy Spirit does within us, and there's what the Holy Ghost does what through us. Why is this important? The reason why this is important is this. The more you know about the Holy Spirit, the more the Holy Spirit can what? Express himself. The less you know about the Holy Spirit, the less the Holy Spirit can what? Express himself. So there are two dimensions to the Holy Ghost. Because some people say, well, I speak in tongues. Listen, speaking in tongues, you can equate speaking in tongues to the Holy Spirit. Like, it's, it's, it's a big thing, but in the scale of what the Holy Spirit is doing, that's so small. So, John chapter 4 in verse... So, let's read John chapter 4 verse 19. This is what Jesus Christ said. Jesus Christ said this. He said in verse 14 rather, John 4, 14 whosoever drinketh of this water now we've told you that water is a symbol of the spirit that i shall give him shall never thirst again but the water i give him shall be in him what a well of water springing into everlasting life now if you've not followed the teaching up to now i would advise you to go to youtube and watch the holy spirit and fire the holy spirit and wind and you know it's a subsequent teaching because one of the things we said was that God intentionally used some symbols to describe the Holy Spirit because of certain characters. Because of what? Certain characters. So, water with all the symbols of the Holy Spirit. Now, look at what he said. He now said, he now said this. He said, water is a symbol, but water has a well. Mm. Because water was used three times for the Holy Spirit. In three, it's one water symbol, but it was used as a well. It was used as a river. And used as what? I taught this before. Used as what? Rain. So, why the different use? God is trying to show something. When God says, it shall be in you a well, do you notice most of the time, a well is for a small use? And most, of, most houses have one well. But most houses have one well because it's just, it's just, a, it's just a well. It will serve just a house. That's all it will serve. It will serve just a house. That's all it will serve. You just have one well. But look at another place. John chapter 7. John chapter 7, verse 38. John chapter 7, verse 38. The Bible says this. So, in the first teaching, the Holy Spirit is what? A well. Right. Well is for what? A small use. Okay. Look at what it says here. And he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow what? No, you can speak louder than that. Flow what? Take note now. So, the, so have you noticed who has river, river for a personal use no river is always for what a communal use the holy spirit said there are two dimensions to my ministry that's what i do in you like a well for you for your family just a private thing but there's also what i do through you which is like a, a river Hallelujah. so when we talk about the holy spirit there's a well dimension it's just like a private house use and that's what it does within us but it's a river dimension Oh, this is good. So, what, what does the Holy Spirit? What does the Holy Spirit do within us? I mean, I can't go through all of the teaching I've taught before. You have to go back to listen to it. One of the things the Holy Spirit does within us is the Holy Spirit transports to us the presence of God. So, for example, some people say Jesus is here. Literally, that's wrong. Jesus is not here in person. Jesus is in heaven. Who is here? Jesus is here in the person of the Holy Spirit. How does the Holy Spirit transport us? Once we get born again, the Holy Spirit stays in us. And by staying in us, it connects us to God's presence. Someone say, what does that mean? 
when you know the Holy Spirit is with you, the first thing it gives you is assurance. So David said it this way. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. The reason why I fear no evil is why? Because you are what? With me. Assurance. This is good. <laughs> assurance is powerful because assurance leads to confidence. So you you know, you go to the hospital, doctor says, mm, 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 this thing I see, hey, it might be cancer. Your friend in the hospital say, hey, you're finished. He said, calm down. How can I be finished? I have the Holy Ghost. Why? Because the Holy Spirit brings what? Assurance. You're applying for a contract. There are big names of the contract. And those that know the high and the mighty. And he says, how do you know you will get it? I have what? The Holy Ghost. Why? How can you beat me with the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost gives assurance. Someone says, wow, you're 30 now. We will marry you. Say, don't worry about that. I have the Holy Ghost. Don't worry about that. What do I have? I have the Holy Ghost. Don't worry about that. What do I have? I have the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Spirit brings assurance to you. Let me give a big testimony. And many of you in Nigeria, many of us in Nigeria may not relate with this, all of you online. One of our church members was kidnapped some years ago. And as they kidnapped him, of course, he's been taught the word. As he entered the car and that spread something, he slept off, woke up, he found himself on the way to another state. He was just trying to take a 10 minutes drive. He was in another state. And he recognized it because he had driven by Pastor Landmark. And he just said, he began to pray. He said, they can't kidnap me and the Holy Ghost. If someone was kidnapped, it's me that will kidnap all of them. He began to pray. When he began to pray, he, you know, because of this, he saw the knife. and They told him, if you talk, we'll remove your head. We'll sever your head from your body. He said, he said okay. So he was shaking, but he was praying just, just under his breath. And he was praying in tongues and praying in tongues. But some of our praying in tongues, as you pray in tongues, you become bolder. Hallelujah. You become what? Bolder. So after some time from muntaka. By that time he had become uncontrollable. You know what happened? The tire of the car just excluded. Poor. Then they had to park to feel it. Then as they parked, a police vehicle just came there. All of them just took off. You know what it said? It said the police vehicle didn't even wait or get down. And they took off. He got down from the vehicle and just went his own way. See, assurance. They said, everybody's dying, not me. Assurance. Listen, we look the same, but we don't carry the same thing. Oh my God. Listen, you can go ahead and name your child Big Gate, but we're not the real Big Gate. Is that not true? We can look the same. We can have the same name. But who we are is different. We look the same, but we carry something big. We have the Holy Ghost. And that's confidence. You know why confidence is important? Because sometimes you see a businessman. He's done so well. Been doing 100000 yearly, 200000 yearly. Now, to move to $500,000 yearly or to move to $1 million yearly, it's such a big step. So, he finds himself being pulled back. He finds himself being sucked back. Hey, why can't you take the step? He's just afraid. Most of you that think, you say, how far will you go? I'm working on it. The reason why you're procrastinating because of fear. That's why you can't start the shop. 
that's why you can't start the branch that's why you can't do the other thing because you're really afraid you can't take the decision the reason why you can fall in love because of fear oh what does the holy ghost do when the holy ghost comes into your life this is what it does because it gives you assurance that which you are afraid of you are able to take a big step and people wonder how come you can do that because i have assurance oh glory to god i said glory to god i said glory to god assurance it's really big so that's what the holy ghost does in us makes us bold gives us confidence Acts chapter one what does he do through us this one is big hey hey are you ready haha <laughs> he says but you should receive power the word power there is dynamis that's what we get the english word dynamite from you know the way dynamite is you know if you rem- if you detonate it it's going to explode so someone says how can i have power because that power is passive once you detonate it he said well you should receive power after that the holy ghost has come upon you so why does the holy ghost come upon you look at the next time and you shall be what and you shall be what oh my god do you know what the do you know what the meaning of weakness is the dictionary said a weakness is a person that can produce proof he says when the holy ghost comes upon you you'll become the person that can produce proof that god can do something significant that god can answer prayer what does that mean the holy ghost turns into a proof producer people are wondering if god can answer prayer he says when you receive the holy ghost there's no need to look around again you become the proof that god can do something the reason why is that because in your life you become what a proof producer hey 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 i didn't say so the bible said so we've received the holy ghost to in coloma coloma oh i felt something ah he said the he said the holy ghost will make you a proof producer that means people will not be asking why is your god there will be evidence in your business that God answers prayers. Oh, come on, na 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 na. Can I declare over you this morning? Your life will be filled with characters of extraordinary and undeniable proofs of God's presence and answered prayers. In the name of Jesus Christ, people will look around and say, "You serve a living God." Say Amen, somebody. Let me. Get- I can imagine when Moses got to Egypt when Moses got to Egypt Pharaoh knew him because he grew up in Egypt Moses said the God of Israel sent me <laughs> Pharaoh said <laughs> you, the God of Israel sent me but he didn't know that the Holy Spirit had come upon Moses that Moses was, had now become what a proof producer he said so Pharaoh said to Moses he said excuse me who is the God of Israel you know what Moses said Moses said we don't talk see Mataya. he threw down his rod hey Pharaoh said Mose hey Mo you don't do magic because they knew Moses when he grew up he wasn't that kind of person he was timid he didn't have supernatural influence they knew him that in his business every year was a 20 million and not turnover but all of a sudden he's 200 million from 20 million they said what they knew him all of us had PCOS all of us had children that were autistic. All of us could not get that document. But how did you get your own? Moses said, 
prophetism. I've met someone. He said, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, what will he do? He will turn you to a prophetism. You know why I'm telling you this? Because many of you that say you have the Holy Ghost, I don't know if you have the Holy Ghost or not. When I see your proofs, I will know if you have the Holy Ghost or not. Are you here? Oh, this is good. Oh, this is good. You produce proof. Hmm. This is what I will say to you. Don't, this is one of the weakest, biggest things you can do to hurt yourself. Don't limit the ability of the Holy Spirit in the inside of you. Don't limit it. Second Samuel chapter 22 verse 30. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> See what David said. I said, the ability of the Holy Spirit. David said, many of you think I'm a strong man. He said, no. He says, through you. Second Samuel chapter 22 verse 30. Second Samuel chapter 22 verse 30. He said, through you. I have run by a troop. See what he said? He said, by thee, I run through a troop. He said, there was an army before me. By thee, I defeated all of them. He said, through thee, I leaped over a wall. Someone says, but I don't have to run through a troop. But you have a wall in your business. It's a financial wall. But you have a wall in your something. It's a policy wall. David said, by your spirit, as a proof for you that I just jumped over. <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 yeah. By your spirit, I just jumped over. He said, nothing grows in Nigeria, not for me. Why? Through thee, I leap over a wall. They say, in this business, everybody stop, not me. Through thee, I leap over the wall. How? The presence of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost, the ability of the Holy Ghost. So people were like, how do you have this result? By the Spirit. So someone asked a question, can I get the water? The bottle of water, yeah? Is the kid here? Thank you. So someone said, okay, yeah, yeah. We're talking a lot about the Holy Spirit. But I thought you said last week that I have him. Why are you saying I must receive him again? So, so bring, bring, bring that great guy. Just bring him. You, don't, you, just, you don't have to come him. Just come, my brother. You have to help me with your imagination. I didn't get this illustration. You have to help me. When you go born again, the spirit of God comes into you. Yes or no? How are you? Drink. As much as he wants. That's all. Thank you. So when we come into Christ, the Holy Spirit comes inside us. What he drank, where is it? Can you see him? No. The fact that you can't see me does not mean the Spirit is not in me. The fact that you can't see him does not mean the spirit is not in me because that's the problem but it's in me so at salvation the spirit is in you at the infilling of the holy ghost it's not just in you it takes you over and the best way is this